Well, the day is coming. It's officially here. Rocky Rocky Bang Bang is breaking her silence and telling us all about Scandaval. We also have Denise Richards that's giving us all the dirty details on Kyle's weed dinner. And Shannon Doherty from Charmed and Holly Marie Combs are dragging Alyssa Milano because apparently Alyssa Milano got her fired and we're going to get into all of it because I'm a big Charmed fan. So get ready. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. Guys, are you ready? Because I'm telling you, this tea, this charmed tea is so good. I am shooketh. I am just, you know beside myself because I was who else was a charmed fan if you were a charmed fan who did you love the most was it Prue was it Piper was it Phoebe was it Paige I mean nobody was really a I feel like nobody was really much of a Paige fan I mean I guess was anybody a Paige fan I guess that's the real question was Paige ever the sister you identified with because she certainly wasn't the sister I identified with um sister 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 um, we'll get into the charm stuff, but I do want to start off with, let's start with, should we start with Rocky Rocky Bang Bang? Because she has her new podcast. She is finally debuting it. It's almost here, but she did release, a, uh, she did release a teaser and it's got everybody talking because she has her new podcast, which is called Rachel Goes Rogue, which sounds like a great porno name. So if she ever decides to pivot, she can stay rogue. But so anyway, she's ready to share her side of the story. And I have to admit, I went in a bit of a skeptic. And when I found out that she was releasing this, I'm like, who the fuck cares? Like, who bought, like, who cares at this point? Like, you've had a chance to tell your story. You should have come back to the show. You wanted more money. You said you healed. You're not healed. I don't know. But I will say this. I will eat my words. Because as much as I still didn't like a lot of her behavior before, as much as I'm still not a big Rachel fan, I will say she does take some really good accountability here. And I was impressed. I was actually kind of shook it. She says that she knows that what she did was morally wrong. She says that she gets the anger, which is interesting. Cause like Sandoval's like, I don't get why, I don't get why everyone's so angry at me. I don't get why everyone's so mad at me. What did I do this wrong? People cheat. We all cheat. And he's like kind of taken accountability and I've given him credit for that. But now I'm just like, well, actually she's really going all in. Um, you know, the same way she let Sandoval go all in. Um, but the fact that she acknowledges and says, I understand the anger towards me tells me that like she's done some inner reflection. Not saying that the anger was warranted because I've said we all went a little cuckoo crazy, but I will give the girl credit, okay? Um, you know, she says that, she said, I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes because she talks about Sandoval, Um because she claims that he's manipulative. And I don't love where she's like, uh, she, you know, plays this narrative of like, oh, he's so manipulative. And he was, you know, manipulating me throughout the whole time. I don't think he was, I don't know, maybe he was a little manipulative. But I just think when you blame somebody else for being manipulative and you say it's their fault and that's why we fell into this situation because they were manipulating the situation, I feel like it just removes all accountability. But she does say that there were red flags that she should have seen from the beginning. And she doesn't know how she didn't see those red flags, but... You know, I guess now she sees them. Now she's done some inner reflection. She says that she should have never returned for season 10, that she was um, in denial. And, you know, she 
was still grieving her breakup with James and she thought that she could do it and she thought that she could handle it, but she couldn't. You know, there was some healing that she needed to do. You know, I'm impressed. There's some growth. There's some maturity. She says that what she did was a huge betrayal to Ariana um, and she just wasn't in the right headspace. She wasn't in the right heart space. She said it was really hard watching James introduce his new girlfriend and basically flaunt her in season 10 right after their engagement was broken off because he was flaunting her all over social media. So she says that she was just in a really vulnerable place last season, but she says that's not an excuse. She said that she was drinking a lot, but again, that's not an excuse. And, um, you know, she just says she wasn't in the best headspace and she shouldn't have returned to the show last season. Um, you know, it is a little contradictory considering she was even considering returning to the show this season 11 that they just finished filming that's going to air in January. So I get it, you know. It's nice that she's finally doing some, she's showing us some of that vulnerability, some of that evolution and growth. I think that that's maybe come a little more recently rather than, you know, when she was in her treatment facility and fresh out and did Bethany's podcast. And I think when she did Bethany's podcast, that was a total flop. And I was kind of annoyed because it didn't really, she didn't take any accountability in that. I don't feel like there was anything really new that we got. And there was a lot of blame. It doesn't sound based off of this teaser that there's a lot of blame that she's putting on other people. She does paint Sandoval out to be manipulative and Maybe he is, but again, I just think when you put all the responsibility onto somebody else, that's not fair because we like everybody has to take accountability for their own actions and what they contributed to the problem. And I think she contributed some stuff to the issue as well. And I think, you know, she's starting to own some of it. It's growth. It's evolution. It's better than what we've seen before. The full episode, I don't believe, is out yet. This was just the teaser. So we'll see what else she brings to the table with this, but it's... I don't think it's, this podcast is going to do well, especially because nobody really wants to see a grown, matured Raquel. We all watch reality television. We watch Vanderpump Rules. Like, it's not something that we're that interested in. Um, so I think people will tune into the first episode, or if not, we'll get a few good recaps. I'm sure like Bravo Babe and Queens, uh, Queens of Bravo, they'll all do some great recaps. We can get the tidbits and highlights from them. But I don't think past the first episode we're going to stay that interested in her podcast. I just don't think that anyone was interested in her very much beforehand. And then now that we know that she's not crazy Rocky Rocky Bang Bang anymore and she's like evolved and matured, I don't think anybody's interested. Um, but speaking of podcasts that people aren't interested in, Bethany Frankel. Denise Richards was just back on Bethany's number one podcast in the galaxy explaining her Liddy City behavior at Kyle's weed dinner on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <sighs> So she's explaining the um, the moment where Dorit comes up to her and she's like, oh, is your jacket upside down? And she's like, don't do this. Don't do this. Like, stop. Stop it. And she's like, but I think your jacket is upside down. I really saw that as a moment of Dorit's like kind of, you know, looking out for Denise because she was lit and she was, you know, just not looking good. Um, she's definitely looking like a ragamuffin that night. And so I think I read that scene as Dorit was genuinely trying to like, you know, hey, girl, can you not? I mean, maybe there were other opportunities Dorit could have said it where there wasn't a camera directly on them. But I mean, like Dorit wasn't from what I 
watched of that scene and I watched the whole episode. I want to say I saw it twice. From what I've seen, it Dorit did not look like she was trying to draw attention to Denise as much as she was just trying to be like, oh. But Denise is like, oh, well, that's what Dorit does. Dorit loves to call people out. You know, if you have lipstick on your teeth or your hair is a mess or whatever, she always likes to point it out. And she seems to think that Dorit does this because Dorit feels like she's insecure. So if she like throws a dig at somebody else, it makes her feel more secure. I don't know. I didn't read it as that. I didn't see that situation as that. I think Denise was Liddy City and she was a hot fucking mess. And Dorit was like, let me, you know, throw this dog a bone because bitch needs some help. You know, she was looking a hot ass mess. But so Denise goes on to talk to Bethany about um, outside of Dorit pointing out her jacket was upside down. She said that the reason she was so bombed is because she took some cough medicine and she had a drink. And she also says that she wasn't sure if they mixed up her meals and maybe accidentally gave her some THC. I don't think that that's true. I think that Denise, I think she did take some cough medicine because she was a little drowsy and out of it. So I think that, and she said, she went into that night saying she had a really bad cold. I think she took some cough medicine and I think she had a couple drinks and that's really where it was. I don't know if it was, because some people were like, oh, it might be Xanax or it might be, you know, People were thinking that she was taking some sort of pills that night. I do believe that it was cough medicine because when you're on cough medicine and you're drowsy, whether you're taking a Benadryl or even maybe she even took a little NyQuil. I don't know what she took, but she took a little bit of something and it was definitely some strong cough medicine. And she was just just the way that she was like slurring her words and she wasn't able to form a sentence like you mix alcohol with cough medicine and I'm like, you will get real lit. But she, I don't think her blaming that they mixed up the the plates and maybe she got some THC in her. I thought that that was dumb. I mean, listen, it could have been Xanax and alcohol, but I, I just feel like Denise is the type of person that can handle some Xanax and some alcohol. I don't think that this would have been the first night that she would have done that. And I feel like she's got a pretty strong tolerance and she would have been able to handle that. That's why I'm thinking it had to have been something new into the formula. She was sick. She did say she had a really bad cold. So it would make sense that maybe she took some strong cough medicine. Right? Conan? Yeah, maybe. I, yeah. I mean, I've had really strong cough medicine before. Give me some right now. <laughs> I don't have a cough, but, you know, give me some right now. But imagine if they did slip a little THC in her. She said that when she got home, she was like, whoa, when I got home, I was fucked up. And she was like, something is not right. And I was like, yeah, we all saw it. I don't know how you thought anything was right that night when you were there. But she's like, I didn't even want to go to that, and I shouldn't have gone to that. She says that she did get paid to go to that, but she didn't really want to go. And I'm like, so then why did you go? It's not like you're under contract. Like, yeah, maybe you went to collect your paycheck, but like you didn't have to go. You went and then you picked a fight. Like that's the part that for me was a little off. It's like she went and then wanted to pick a fight with Erica. So coding, yeah. Yes, coding. Yeah, I've had coding before. Um, oof, I got the sniffle sniffs. But yeah, I think she was just extra lit. 
But she went in, like Erica said, she went in looking for a fight. She went in wanting to have some sort of interaction with Erica. I did think that it was weird that she decided to pick a fight with Erica and not pick a fight with Kyle, even though Kyle was the one that called her ragamuffin. Kyle was the one that called her out about the ice sculpture. Kyle was the one that was apparently bringing up whether or not she was at work or not at work when they were filming and she did the bravo, bravo, bravo scene. Kyle's the one that brought Kim and Brandy over. Kyle's the one that, you know, got the rumor and took it to Rome about Brandy Glanville. So I just feel like Kyle's the one that she should have had some beef with and not Erica. I do know in looking back at that season, that was Lisa Vanderpump's last, no, that was the season after Lisa Vanderpump left. So this was, Garcelle's first season, right? Garcelle and Sutton were there. But so in that season, there were moments where, because Denise was upset about the threesome talk, which is just rich considering now she's on OnlyFans and her daughter's on OnlyFans and we can only blame Erica for that, right? But if her issue is still with the threesome thing, like they were all talking about Garcelle in the flashback, you see Garcelle was also talking about threesomes in front of her daughter. So why is she mad at Erica and she's not mad at Garcelle? Because if it's about the threesomes, and I get it, Erica and Aaron kind of went back and forth because Erica did kind of call out that they had some hypocritical behavior. But I thought of everybody on that cast, Erica was kind of at the bottom of the list. And Erica did apologize to Denise. So I don't understand any of that. Yeah. Joe Mendoza says Erica apologized to Denise for it when Denise had Cuban coffee with her the next day. Exactly. They went out for coffee and got it all cleared up. So it was just strange that Denise came in with that agenda. And I do believe Denise came in with an agenda. She wanted to have an issue. So it doesn't make sense. Um, but you know what does make sense? I got an email uh, this morning saying that my delivery from Quince, my new cashmere, my spicy mustard cashmere sweater is going to be arriving today, which I'm very excited about. Because like, let's be real. No matter how well you know someone, gift giving is never easy. But this time of year, I'm getting those on my list a gift that they actually want with Quince, myself included. Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style, and you'll have them in your closet forever. I got this new cashmere sweater. Like I said, spice and mustard. Very excited to receive it. I'll wear it on the show this week. That way I can do model, model, show it off. And I can't wait to wear it to all the fun holiday parties this year. I got a few good items from Quince that are also on their way. I've been spotting this black leather jacket that I cannot wait to order for myself. And I'm like, I should be been, I should be buying Christmas presents and not more presents for myself. Um, but the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And that's why I'm giving all of my nearest and dearest the gift of Quince cashmere, cashmere this year. Make gift giving better with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash no filter for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash no filter to get free shipping and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash no filter. Dun, 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 dun. And also, since this is the time of year where everyone seems to be getting a little sicky sicky, I want to tell you about one of my latest wellness hacks, okay? That's dose 
for your liver. It's yummy. It tastes like orange juice. I like to drink a little more than a shot because it does taste so delicious. And it's just a great upgrade to your daily health routine. It's like my thing is why wait for the new year when you can start taking actionable steps right now to keep yourself on track, especially since this is the time of year where people do get a little sniffle sniffle that it's just you want to keep your body as healthy and on track as you can. And you just want to be mindful about what you're putting in your body this time of year, especially since there's going to be a lot of sweets and a lot of, you know, stuff that we may be eating or drinking. And you want to just make sure you're taking care of your liver and you're keeping up with your daily health routine. And unlike any other wellness shots, Dose does not contain any standard juices or powders. It's formulated with organic herbs. It's vegan, gluten, and dairy-free, and it has no sugar, zero sugar. Dose for your liver is formulated with ingredients clinically shown to support your liver health. I'm talking potent turmeric, milk thistle, dandelion, ginger. If you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering no filter listeners 15% off your first order plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order. Okay, so go right now. Go to dosedaily.co slash no filter and use code no filter. That's dose, D-O-S-E, dosedaily.co slash no filter and use code no filter. Okay, let's talk about Charmed. Where are all my Charmed fans at? All my Charmed girls, raise your hand. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put the Book of Shadows on it. Okay, so loved Charmed. We know Shannon Doherty. So for those that aren't familiar with Charmed, it was a show that was back on. It started in the late 90s and carried out through the early 2000s. I think it ended in 2006. Ran for seven seasons. Shannon Doherty was one of the main characters, right? So Shannon Doherty was previously on 90210. Um, Then she got fired from 90210. Basically, we heard that she was difficult on set. She kept having issues with Jenny Garth. I believe at one point her and Jenny Garth got into like a fist fight, um, like in the parking lot outside of their trailers. Tori Spelling, you know, seemed to have some sort of role in how and why Shannon Doherty got fired. Everyone just said that she was difficult on set. Shannon Doherty has since said, oh, well, my dad was sick. He was in the hospital. That's why I was late. Like nobody gave me grace. I was a kid. Like, you know, I get it. She says that nobody really gave her some grace. Fine. Okay. Um, then she ends up getting, she leaves 90210 and then Aaron Spelling reaches out to her years later about doing a show called Charmed, which is about three sisters that are witches. They discovered that they're witches. They go into the attic. They find a book of shadows after their grandmother passes. The three of them come back together. They find this giant book of spells and they find out that they're witches. Phoebe, who is played by Alyssa Milano, reads, you know, one of the spells and unlocks their powers. And then they're like, oh, my God, we're witches. You're a wizard, Harry. So then the whole show really focuses on their sisterhood, right? Prue, Piper, Phoebe. Prue was played by Shannon Doherty, who was the oldest sister. Holly Marie Combs, who was on Picket Fences. And most recently, she played Arya's mom on Pretty Little Liars. If anybody watched Pretty Little Liars, those are probably the... Picket Fences, Charmed, and Pretty Little Liars are Holly, or yeah, Holly Marie Combs' most notable roles. I don't think she's as famous as Shannon and Alyssa, but you know, loved Charmed. I was obsessed with this show. So Shannon Doherty played the oldest sister, Prue. She was on the show from seasons one through three, and then she exits the show. Makes major headlines. Shannon Doherty exits Charmed again from another spelling project. Apparently, when Aaron Spelling reached out to Shannon originally, he wanted her in this show. And she even says, because she did a two-part interview on her podcast, Let's Be let's be Honest, Let's Be Clear. Um, 
what? Oof, shoot, I'm totally blanking on the name of the podcast. One second. Uno Memento. Oh, let's be clear with Shannon Doherty. So that's the name of her podcast. Three episodes are out. I covered the first episode where she talks about her husband who was having an affair and he had a girlfriend for the past two years and she didn't know about this. Okay. Now we get to episodes two and three and two and three, or it's a two-part interview with Holly Marie Combs. So in this week's episode, they get into why Shannon Doherty was actually fired. So when Shannon and Aaron took the first meeting, at first she wasn't interested in doing another spelling show because she got fired from 90210, which was a spelling show. So Aaron, she said that Aaron called her in and like really acted like nothing had ever happened. Like they had had no beef or falling out or she didn't get fired and he really wanted her to play this role. Shannon then was like, okay, Holly Marie Combs, who was a good friend of hers at the time, I guess they met each other through acting. They... um. Holly also auditioned for, I think, Phoebe in Charmed, which ended up getting cast to Alyssa Milano. But so she auditioned for the younger sister, and the network didn't want Holly Marie Combs. They definitely wanted Shannon Doherty, and they had somebody else already cast as Phoebe. Then Shannon fought for Holly Marie Combs. She's like, no, I'm not doing this show unless you pick Holly. Holly's going to be great. Holly needs to be on this show. Whatever. Right? So... Aaron Smelling and Shannon Doherty go hard against the network and say, we absolutely will not do this show without Holly Marie Combs. But the network at the time didn't feel like Holly Marie Combs had enough star power, enough star quality. Um, And she just didn't have the it factor. And they fought for Holly. Holly was cast on the show. So it's Shannon, it's Holly. And then they had this other girl that was cast in the role of Phoebe at the last minute after the pilot. The girl decides she wants to pull out of the show because she's like super Christian or super religious and being on a, sh- a Wiccan show about witches just didn't feel in line with her values. She pulls out of the show. Alyssa Milano comes in, gets cast as Phoebe. So it's the three of them, okay? Apparently, from what we heard when Shannon exited Charmed, Alyssa and Shannon had a lot of issues. They had conflict. It was all over the press that they would fight on set and that there was always tension between the two of them. They were very competitive. Fine, whatever. Shannon quits Charmed. Time goes on. They replace Shannon Doherty's character after season three. Going into season four, they replace her with Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan plays the role of Paige, who was a long-lost sister, because, again, the show is built around the sisterhood and the sisters that happen to be witches, not witches that are sisters. So they needed a third witch, especially since their powers were centered around the power of three. They find out that their mom was having an affair with her with an angel, and then they end up having a secret baby that they take to a church because they're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to have babies with angels, how an angel got a, a witch pregnant, I don't know, but it's charmed, and that's kind of just the show. But, so, Rose McGowan comes in, replaces Shannon Doherty, and even at the time, it was like, ooh, Rose versus Shannon, because Shannon repla- or uh, Rose replaced Shannon Doherty. At this time... Rose McGowan also had some sort of fame. I believe she was already in Scream at that point. Um, What else did she do? She had some, I think she'd already done Jawbreakers at that point. She'd had some success. She'd had some, um, some film success and hadn't really done a lot of TV, but whatever. They bring her in. The show kind of goes into a lighter, fluffier, like lighter, fluffier direction, and it wasn't as serious, okay? (sighs) Then... Moving forward, um, it's a really good show. If nobody watched it, seasons one through four were great, okay? Five was okay. Um, six and seven were just not as great. Like, the show just really went downhill the longer it was on the air. But now, 
in recent years, at the time, Shannon Doherty, when she left Charm, she just said there was a lot of drama on set. And she's just, at that point, she was 30 and she no longer has time for any of the drama. And she doesn't have time for people that don't take the craft as seriously as she does because she took the job really seriously. Whatever, right? Nobody's really talked about it since then. Alyssa Milano has kind of addressed it in recent years. She was on Watch What Happens Live years ago where she's like, I don't know why. Um, she's like, I don't know why. Um, Shannon was fired. Like, we never actually got, we don't know if she was fired or if she quit. Like, we never got an explanation as to what really happened to Shannon on the show. Um, then in more recent years, she wrote her book, Sorry Not Sorry, which Shannon Doherty says, she's like, I know I mentioned in her book, Sorry Not Sorry, I'm not going to read her book because her book is called Sorry Not Sorry. So that already tells me she's not sorry. Sorry Not Sorry, bitch. So... Alyssa's talked about it recently, and she's like, listen, we Shannon and I have gotten to a cordial place. Um, I've reached out to her since her cancer diagnosis. We've chatted a bit. I think it was very competitive. I contributed to a lot of that, and that's not who I want to be. That's not, you know, I'm not proud of my behavior, and I'm just glad that we're not in that place anymore. She also made reference that it felt kind of like high school, that Shannon and Holly were really close because they had... Um, a previous relationship because they were friends prior to doing Charmed. And then Shannon is the one that brought Holly onto the show. So Alyssa felt like she didn't fit into their dynamic. Now, here we are. Caught you up to speed. We have this interview with Holly Marie Combs on Shannon Doherty's podcast, and they're getting into all of it. So first off, Shannon says that even though it was put out there that she quit Charmed, she said that that's absolutely not true and that she... Um, absolutely not true, and that she was actually fired from Charmed. And then Holly Marie Combs goes into the actual story, and she's like, yeah, she was fired from Charmed. I was told by one of the producers that sat me down and said that they were put into a tough position, that they didn't want to fire Shannon Doherty, but they were put into a tough position where they had to choose between Shannon Doherty and Alyssa Milano. And at that point, Alyssa Milano had threatened to sue the network for claiming that it was a hostile work environment. And apparently there was like a, an HR rep that Alyssa would, would visit frequently. And so she was documenting and kind of keeping a paper trail of all the times she felt uncomfortable on set. I'm assuming specifically towards Shannon Doherty. I don't know if Holly was ever brought into that, but Shannon in last week's episode with Holly also talks about how there was just, there was a competitive nature with them. And she remembers getting like a Rolling Stones cover and Alyssa wasn't happy about that. Cause Alyssa's like, why are you doing a Rolling Stones cover when it's just you on the cover and you should have all three of us on the cover. Cause we could be promoting charmed and that's not fair that you're getting this opportunity and we should all be getting these opportunities. There was also a thing about how um, they used to do some, like the production used to do backdoor deals with each of the cast members and they were all paid very differently that there should have been, you know, a favored nations clause where they were all paid the same, but that wasn't the case. And Shannon was one of the most highest. She was the highest paid and Alyssa was unhappy about that. So then she was, you know, I think ended up working out her own deal. Shannon says that Alyssa and her mom also prevented, um, like they tried to block Shannon from having a close relationship with Holly and she references a time when Holly was having surgery and how Alyssa and her mom prevented Shannon from getting into the hospital. Alyssa's mom's come out and she's like, I don't know why she would say that. Like, we don't own the hospital. We didn't block her from going to visit Holly. Like, we have no power over that, but I'm sorry she has cancer. And because as we know, Shannon Doherty is now in stage four cancer. 
Um, she had breast cancer. She beat it. She was in remission. She now has cancer again. She recently had a tumor in her brain that she had to have removed earlier this year. So she's been through a lot, right? And I think that's why she's doing this podcast now is because she's like, shit, I'm, it's stage four cancer. I don't know how many days I have left, so I'm just going to live my days out as best as I can. She's not acting anymore. She doesn't care if she burns any bridges anymore. Like at this point, she's just making the best of whatever time she has left. And she says that she's treating this podcast as her memoir. Okay, now let's get into like the real juicy bits. So Alyssa threatened to sue the network for a hostile work environment, built her case against Shannon. So the network had to make a decision between Shannon or Alyssa. Holly says that she thinks that they chose to fire Shannon because Shannon had already been fired um, on 90210. And so they, she thinks that it was a convenient choice to let go of Shannon because they didn't hate that it would bring publicity to the show as well. Cause Shannon's like, I didn't quit. Like, why would I be an idiot and quit after three seasons of a hit show? She's like, why would I risk my job? Why would I risk my income and my paycheck? She's like, that's stupid. I, of course I didn't quit. But she explains that the reason she went with the narrative and the reason her team went with the narrative that she was quitting charmed is because her attorneys actually advised her to go with that narrative because they were afraid that if it came out that she was actually fired, Oh, excuse me. Um, they, she, she says that her attorneys claimed that if it came out that she was actually fired, that she would um, like risk future jobs and nobody would want to work with her because that's two shows that she'd never been fired from. Even though that's exactly what happened. She was fired from 90210 and she was fired from Charmed. But she's like, I agreed to do Charmed and I agreed to do... Um, I agreed to do Charmed and I agreed to like do another spelling show because I was like, there's no way they can burn me twice. And she had, I believe she referred to it as a pay or play clause, which basically means that um, she gets paid because I guess she was one of the primaries on the show. She does continue to get paid as long as as the show goes on, whether she's on the show or not on the show. So I think she felt like that would be um, like it would give her some sort of job security. Like they're not going to fire me if they still have to pay me. And I think even the network knew that, like we're not going to fire her if we still have to pay her. So she had that clause in her contract. And so when she did get fired, she wanted her attorneys to sue the network and say, Hey, I still need to get my money because that's in my contract that I'm still going to get paid as long as the show goes on. So for every season moving forward, I'm going to collect my paycheck. Because I was not supposed to get fired. I was one of the main primary cast members. I was one of the, you know, founding characters on this show that you can't get rid of me, right? Well, her attorney said, no, don't do that. We're going to go with the narrative that you quit the show. You left on your own accord because we're afraid you won't get any other work because it'll look like you keep getting fired from your gigs. And so she accepted that and she went along with that narrative up until now. And now she's being honest about it. And then Holly Marie Combs talks about how after they fired Shannon Doherty, she tried to quit Charmed. And she went in and she's like, I don't want to do this show anymore. This is not the show that I signed up for. Shannon fought for me to be here. She put her role on the line with Aaron Spelling. They fought for me to be here. So I'm going to fight and I'm not going to stay here and film without her. I'm just not going to do it. And at the time, the network was like, well, we can't lose two sisters. The show is centered around three sisters. We've already lost one. So we can't lose a second or else it completely changes the show. So they told Holly, you're not allowed to quit. If you do quit, it'll severely hurt the show and we will sue you. 
for everything that we believe we would have lost with your departure from the show. We will sue you. And not only will we sue you, but we will dock any future wages. Not just any future wages, all future wages. She's like, well, what if I leave acting? What if I move to the Midwest and decide to become a grocer? And they made it very clear to her, if you leave, we will dock your wages. Even if you become a grocer at a market, we will dock your wages. And so she felt like she had no other option. She had to stay. She was stuck in her contract. She didn't want to keep doing Charmed without Shannon, but she did. She said that it was really uncomfortable and it was awkward when Rose McGowan came in and Rose knew that it was uncomfortable and Rose knew that it was awkward. But so she's like, that's why they wrote it into the show that there's this weird, awkward tension and energy between Piper and Paige, Holly and Rose's characters, because that's really what was going on. And that's why you really do see Holly's character, Piper, grieving the toughest with the loss of Prue, a.k.a. Shannon Doherty, because that's really what Holly was going through. She didn't want to do the show. She was, you know, really going through everything Piper was going through in that fourth season after Shannon had left. Wild, right? Also crazy to think that at this same time that Shannon and, and Alyssa are having these issues in season three and Shannon gets fired, that Shannon was dating Julian McMahon, who played Cole, who was Phoebe's love interest. So Shannon Doherty's real-life boyfriend had to make out with her real-life enemy, Alyssa Milano, because he, Cole was, uh, was Phoebe's boyfriend. So that's like a weird, twisted love triangle. And from what we've heard, Alyssa was very giddy and very happy to be making out with Julian. He's hot, right? Julian is a hot guy and Cole was hot and the dynamic between Phoebe and Cole, like it was always very spicy. And so I think that's why Alyssa like really leaned into it. That's why Alyssa, you know, really wanted to make out with Julian because she knew that that was Shannon's boyfriend and she didn't really like Shannon. So imagine like, I'm going to make out with your boyfriend on camera because it's my job. I have to like, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's juicy. Um, so I just thought that that was interesting. And at the same time, Alyssa was dating Brian Cross, who, uh, played Leo, who played Piper's love interest on the show. But I can only imagine season three was super awkward, super, super, super awkward. Um, that said, okay, so what else came out of that interview? So we have the love triangle. We have them threatening to sue Holly, which I didn't know any of the Holly stuff. And this is the first time Holly's ever talked about it. And this is the first time we've ever really gotten confirmation that Shannon was fired and Shannon was fired because of Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano has not come out. She hasn't said anything with exception for what she said when her book came out a couple years ago. She's not really addressed it. Um, and so a lot of people are saying, well, Shannon Doherty was fired from 902 and out. Like, it sounds like Shannon Doherty is just really difficult to work with. Like, how is it that she, it's all Alyssa's fault when Shannon has a history? I don't think Shannon is necessarily difficult to work with. I think Shannon has a very strong personality. I think she's very type A and she's very much assertive and she fights for what she wants. That's how she was able to fight for Holly because she's like, I'm not doing the show if you don't do it with Holly. And I just think that was the conviction that Shannon Doherty came into life with right? That's just who she was. She was very assertive. She knew what she wanted and she was unapologetic about being herself and what she wanted. And I think at that time, you know, in the 90s and in the 2000s when she's playing Brenda Walsh and she's playing playing Prue Hallowell, at that time, actresses, because Holly even talks about this, how the producers and the writers didn't want 
any of them to have a say in any of the writing because they're just actresses and they just need to sit there and look hot and deliver their lines, even though some of the dialogue was really bad and they would try to fight back on the dialogue. So I think at that time, you weren't allowed to be a woman and have a strong personality and you weren't allowed to be assertive because then you would then be labeled a bitch. And then um, the same way we see things now on reality television where we see producers leaking things to the press or even just cast members leaking things to the press, I think that that's what was going on back then as well. And I think it was convenient to go to the press and say, hey, Shannon's being difficult on set. Shannon's being, and I'm sure other cast members were leaking things to the press. I'm sure producers were leaking things to the press. Like everybody, you know, the tabloid culture was always looking for another scandal. So you give them a little bit and they're going to run with anything that they can. And this was highly publicized at the time was Shannon and Alyssa having onset fights. I remember when this first came out and I remember it was in a newspaper about Shannon and Alyssa having, you know, issues on set. And that's what led to Shannon Doherty exiting the show. That was a wild story when that all came out. So I just think Shannon is very assertive and fights for what she wants. And I think Alyssa is just used to always getting her way. So I think this is, you know, a thing where you have two very strong women who both know exactly what they want. And I think Alyssa was probably a little brattier in her approach. I think she was probably a little more entitled in her approach. And I just think Shannon Doherty was a lot more, you know, headstrong. And she was like a bull, you know? So, and Holly Marie Combs was kind of just stuck in the middle, which was her character. She played Piper, who was the middle sister. So I think they both contributed to the onset issues. They all made it very clear that whatever issues happened on set, that it wasn't something that the crew was very privy to, and it wasn't something that any of the guest stars ever really knew about, that like it really remained between them. And whatever competitive energy they had was really between them. And Shannon even says like there was no big blowout on set. You know, they didn't have big fights or screaming matches or anything. And even Holly Marie Combs was kind of upset and annoyed with the fact that Alyssa was saying it was a hostile work environment. She because She's like, it was not a hostile work environment. Like the things that you were being accused of were just not happening. They were not real, you know? <sighs> so, yeah, it's interesting to see or to get all of this drama now. But here's the other interesting piece. Like, yes, I do think Shannon Doherty has a strong personality. She's very assertive. She's a bull. All those things that I said. But I don't think Alyssa was the easiest to work with either because then we enter Rose McGowan. And Rose McGowan in her book, Rose McGowan in her recent press tour, Rose McGowan during Me Too movement, you know, after she came out about Harvey Weinstein, she's also spoken out about Alyssa Milano. And she's also spoken out about Alyssa's behavior on the set of Charmed. And she's even said, like, she has not been interested in working with Alyssa Milano on a Charmed remake, reboot, movie, whatever. Because they do address that as well in this interview. Shannon and Holly talk about, I want Holly, I want Shannon to have Rose McGowan on the podcast. But they do talk about whether or not they would do another Charmed continuation, right? A movie or whatever. And Shannon says, like, if that's the case, then now I would want Prue to be a badass elder who can also come down on Earth and fight demons at the same time. And an elder is like a high-level angel. Um, 
And, you know, she seems open to the idea. They all seem open to the idea. I know Alyssa really wants to have, like, some sort of charmed movie or some sort of charmed continuation. It's so interesting that Alyssa really does love Charmed and want to bring back Charmed, considering Alyssa's the only one of all of the cast members that has never done any of those fan conventions. You know, they have, like, Comic-Con. Well, they have, like witch and wizard con or whatever they recently did a 90s con where they had a charmed panel and they were all there except for Alyssa. rose was there shannon was there holly was there Alyssa doesn't go to any of these things and never has shannon's done a couple of them not many of them in the past shannon does a lot more of them recently for 90210 and for charmed and i believe shannon did both 90210 and charmed at the 90s con this year in florida Holly does them all the time. Holly and Brian, who played Leo, they do all of these things. I think Holly and Brian and Drew Fuller, who played Holly's son on the show, um, Chris, the three of them have a podcast right now, and it's a Charmed Rewatch podcast. I believe it's called House of Halliwell, and they rewatch the shows and talk about the shows, and it's a really interesting podcast. It really is, and I um, have listened to it a couple of times, but I'm listening, I'm literally loving this whole new um, literally loving this whole new like podcast that Shannon has because she's just like going balls to the wall. And like I said, she's treating this like her memoir and she says, this is my memoir. But anyway, back to Rose McGowan. So Rose McGowan has also speak- spoken out about Alyssa Milano. She said that, um, I remember when she was like getting mad at Alyssa because she felt like Alyssa had hijacked the Me Too movement because Rose didn't make the Me Too movement. Rose had just opened up about her experience with Harvey Weinstein in the Ronan Farrow interview. And that like was a big like moment for Me Too, Time's Up, all of that, right? And then eventually Me Too and Time's Up became terms that were coined with this movement. And it was primarily started by Alyssa Milano who tweeted out hashtag Me Too, put that out there, and then it went trending and it became a whole thing. So she kind of became a face for that Me Too movement. Which Rose later called her out and was like, you are riding off my coattails. You're a fucking fraud. Your husband's an agent at CAA. Who do you think contributes to a lot of the issues with Time's Up and with Me Too? Hello, CAA. Like, put the pieces together. Who needs good press right now? CAA. Who is Alyssa married to? An agent at CAA. Who does he need to be the face of this? A mod, not a model, an actress that is a known name and a pretty face and, you know, that can come out and talk about her experience and Rose just thinks that it was all a way to capitalize off of that movement. And then she talks about Alyssa's behavior on set. And she said, you made $250,000 per week on Charmed and you threw a fit in front of the crew yelling, they don't pay me enough to do this shit. She said, you had appalling behavior on the daily. And Rose claims that she cried every time they got renewed because she says Alyssa is the one that made the set toxic as fuck. So was Shannon the problem or was Alyssa the problem? I think they were both the problem. Um, And I think Rose McGowan, in reading her book Brave and in just kind of looking at, like Rose's person, Rose was always very tough. Rose very much had a lot, a very similar personality to Shannon, I think. Even though there were moments where Rose just kind of like played the role of, you know, be a good girl, sit still, look pretty. I think Rose played that character a lot um, in real life because she didn't want to ruffle any feathers. And, you know, after Harvey tried to, you know, blacklist her and all of that stuff, I just think Rose, you know, didn't know how to fight for herself or like struggled with being true to herself, which is fighting for herself and then also dealing with all the other bullshit that was going on in the industry at the time. But she talks about, you know, how 
she didn't want to ruffle any feathers and she, you know, intentionally put on 10 pounds when she filmed Charm because she wanted to make sure her character was, you know, relatable and she wanted to make sure that her character was like quirky and fun and likable because she felt like there was a lot of pressure because when you remove a big name like Shannon Doherty and when you remove a main character like Prue from the show, that's a lot of pressure to then care, come in and save the show and carry the show. And thank God Rose was able to do that because that could have really made or, bro- or broke the show, right? It was season four, and it went on for four, five, six, and seven. So it went on for an additional four seasons after Shannon Doherty. Like I said, the last two seasons were rough, and the budget was getting cut. Holly kind of alludes to the fact that other people on the show kept wanting raises. I'm kind of assuming she meant Alyssa Milano, because I don't think there were many other main characters outside of Rose McGowan. And I don't know if Rose was really fighting for more money when she was on the set of Charmed. Maybe she was. Maybe she had a good team around her. But... Um, Holly was like, I put in the most hours, I put in the most amount of work, and I was the least paid of the main cast members because I never asked for more money because I didn't care about asking for more money. She's like, but it was annoying when people would leave to go to baseball games because they would leave, have to leave early and they would go to baseball games. And yet I was still stuck on set and I had to be on set longer and carry some of the weight. And then I had to go home to a three-month-old baby. And so, you know, it definitely seems like there was some issues. I wonder if Alyssa and Holly are going to be okay after this interview because even in the first part of the interview which aired last week Holly didn't really want to ruffle any feathers she's like listen we none of us were angels and none of us were devils none of us are angels and none of us were demons um we all had our good days and our bad days and we all could have done things better and we all could have been better on set and we all could have been better to each other but we, we were young and we were in our ego and whatever that said then she really goes into all of this other stuff and kind of seems to throw some shade at Alyssa Milano. And Alyssa, in recent years, I think on TikTok, was it this year or maybe last year? She did a TikTok where people asked her, like, do you stay in touch with your Charmed co-stars? And Alyssa says the only one she stays in touch with is Holly and that she's still really close to Holly. And I believe that Holly seems like she's still close to all of them. Holly did a um, a podcast with Rose McGowan, I believe, last year, maybe the year before. And they do talk about Charmed. And she also was like, I would do another Charmed. I would do it with you and I would do it with Shannon. And she's like, but I wouldn't do I don't know if I would do it with that other person. And Rose said that she would do it as long as she would get to direct. And Shannon also is a director. Oh, that's another interesting thing that Shannon revealed because Shannon's character Prue dies at the end of season three. Spoiler alert. That's how they, that's how her character gets killed off the show. But so Prue dies. And I think it was originally just supposed to be a cliffhanger, right? Of, you know, we don't know. Are they going to be able, like at the end, like it seems like Prue and Piper die and it's a cliffhanger and do they survive do they not survive what's going to happen next season right and then when next season came back we found out that Prue actually died in that episode but um Prue Shannon Doherty directed that season three finale she was starting to direct a lot more which she really liked so she directed season three Um, and she even talks about that too. She's like, I was never mean to Alyssa. Like I was always, when I had to direct and, you know, I was always very mindful of her schedule and her needs and, you know, tried to be very accommodating and tried to work with her and I didn't try to push her too hard. I think Shannon is a bit of a pusher. I think she takes her job very seriously, understandably. And so I think, you know, she's very much like, let me push and let me get what I want because she wants the best possible outcome for her vision, right? But so she says that she directed that episode, which is called called All Hell Breaks Loose, which any Charmed fans know that that was 
a big episode. Like that was, I mean, especially knowing that that was Prue's final episode and she dies in the end. That really was tough. Um, But so she says it was after that, after directing that finale, that she then got the call where she was told that she was fired from Charmed. And I was like, wow. So they literally made her act in this episode and direct her character's death. Like she had to direct her character dying and being killed off the show, all while not even knowing that that was her character's final scene and knowing that that was her final season. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. Um, But yeah, it's really, her podcast is really good. Thoroughly enjoy it. Episodes aren't too long. Like I said, um, the Holly interview is broken up into two parts, so it's all under an hour, which is good. And I am a fan. But very curious as to what Alyssa's response is going to be to all of this, because now Alyssa's really getting dragged. And it does seem like Alyssa buried the hatchet, you know, when her book came out and she was doing press for that and she was talking about Charmed and she was talking about Shannon. And she's like, listen, I contributed to a lot of the bad behavior. I feel bad for my role in it and I have to take accountability for that. And she seems to. So, yeah. Um, Okay, a bit of Vanderpump Rules news. Nothing crazy in Vanderpump land, but... Sheena, in a recent tweet, is now claiming that she didn't actually kiss Tom Schwartz, which we saw in the trailer. And she also, like, kind of alluded to, like, wait until you actually get the full story because there's more to what's happening on set. And so, or more to what's happening in the trailer. And then we also have the line of Lala from the finale that's also seen in the trailer where Lala says, I've never known anybody that gets cheated on and then suddenly becomes God. And... Lala was like, hold on, I love Ariana. That was t- that was a line that was taken out of context and you need the full context to understand what I meant in that moment. And now Ariana has come out and she's defending Lala and she's claiming that Lala has been nothing but supportive of her this entire time. So it seems like we're getting a lot of bits to make us excited about the new season, but a lot of things are edited out of context or to look more salacious than they actually are. So we'll have to see how that all plays out this season. Um but yeah, looks like I guess Sheena didn't actually make out with Schwartz in Vegas. I'm curious as to what the fuck this actually means. Um, and Lala doesn't seem to be jealous of Ariana, which seemed to be the thing that everybody was trying to make. But stop trying to make Betch happen because it's not going to happen. Okay. And then Amanda Bynes. Interesting. She has a new podcast. Um, found this kind of funny. But so she has a new podcast. And I don't even know the name of it. I just keep seeing it all over TikTok. Um, she started it and then she ended it. She's like, we're not getting the the um, guests that we want on the show. We just launched it and we're not getting Drake on the show and we're not getting Post Malone on the show. And that's who we really wanted to have on the show. And we can't get them on the show. So we're going to cancel the show. And then the next day she's like, nope, never mind. We're not going to cancel the show because... Um, People tell me that like podcasts are slow to build and even though the numbers aren't where we thought that they were going to be, like it takes time and I'm going to, I'm going to build them. And then I even saw like in the comments, like Wells Adams, who's married to Sarah Highland, he was from The Bachelor, right? Um, He was on and he, or he was in the comments. He's like, have me on the podcast. So I don't know. I feel like she's really not in a good place. I feel like Hollywood broke her. And I don't know how I feel about Amanda Bynes. She has like really bleached blonde hair. Um, it's always seemingly a hot mess. And she has purple eyebrows, which look like they're just drawn on with like purple marker. It's interesting. It's weird. It's bizarre. All of it is sad. 
Um, Hollywood broke. I'm going to say this and people aren't going to like it and fuck off. Uh, Hollywood broke Amanda Bynes. Like that is not somebody that is thriving in her life right now. That is somebody who is off and not doing well. And I don't know who this boyfriend is that she, Paul, who she always talks about Paul. I guess he's real, but I don't know. It's weird. It's fucking weird. Okay. Just like Britney Spears. Everyone's like, Oh, Britney Spears, leave her alone. Leave Britney alone. It's fucking weird. She's not normal guys. Like she's not doing well. Like something is off with her and it makes sense. She was under conservatorship. She was treated like a child. She didn't get to have a normal young adult life or teenage life. Like, listen, shit happens and people go off their rockers and these people are not doing well. And I mean, listen, we're rooting for them. I'm rooting for Brittany. I'm rooting for Amanda Bynes. But like, shit, you have to call a spade a spade. They're not doing well. Like Britney Spears dancing with her knives and doing all her kooky dance moves. That's not fucking normal. Yes, she's, you know, a dancer and she's just having fun and she's living her best life. But like, come on, all these like naked photos and, you know, the rumors that she cheated on Sam with, you know, some of the people that work in her home. Like, it's just, it's, but it's also, you know, challenging because it's like Brittany was on medication and she had no control over her life and she kind of just had to, you know, um, show up and, and just play this character and be this role, you know, and I think she doesn't know who she is outside of playing that role of Britney Spears. And so she's just, she's a little kooky now. She's a little cuckoo magoo. And I mean, but listen, not all of them have gone cuckoo crazy. Like Christy Carlson Romano. I don't know if anybody remembers her. She was on Even Stevens. Um, she has a podcast now. She interviews a lot of old uh, or a lot of like those child stars. She brings them on her show. She seems to be doing fine. Um, she seems to be pretty sane. We have Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff seems to be doing fine. She seems to be doing, you know, she seems to be sane. But sorry, Amanda Bynes, that is not, you know, somebody that is okay. She's maybe, get, I don't know. It's just not normal. I'm sorry, you're going to get mad at me for saying that, but that's the reality of it. Um, and listen, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm just saying that's the reality of it. Hollywood broke her. Whatever she went through seriously broke her. And we know that. Remember when she was on drugs and she was wearing all those crazy wigs and she was super erratic? Like, that is genuine mental health issues that have developed later in her life, you know? Probably as a result of through you know, what she went through as a child star and probably some of the trauma that she's had to endure. Like child stars, it's really hard on them. You have to like really have a good head on your shoulders and good people around you that keep you on track. Not everybody can end up like Hillary Duff. Not everybody can end up like a Christy Carlson Romano who kind of like went quiet for a while and now she's on YouTube and now she's doing her podcast and listen, good for her. But like sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. And that's just the reality of it. Um, all right, well- that's on that fun note I mean you can listen to Amanda Bynes podcast it's out there and let me know if it's worth listening to or you like it but yeah Amanda was also under conservatorship that's right Mallory um, but I mean listen she also like I think you know I mean Brittany had her moment where she shaved her head but you know Amanda's also had her moments as well um, 
All right. Thank you guys for listening to No Filter with Zach Peter. New episodes every weekday, Monday through Thursday, with bonus episodes for members on Fridays. We tape those on Thursday evenings. So if you're a member of the Zach Pack on YouTube, you can catch that live stream Thursday evenings. And then um, that'll drop for No Filter Plus members on Apple Podcasts on Fridays. I do also do recaps with Donna Bowling um, from Daily Dose of Donna. We do those, and those come out on Sundays where we recap old episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So you can catch all that content pretty much every day of the week. There's more content, new content for you. So come and get it. If you like it, come and get it. When you're ready, come and get it. You can keep up with me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. You can follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach on Instagram. And be sure to catch new episodes of No Filter with Zach Peter. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Bonus episodes on Friday. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Ciao for now.